0: Well, we're all set up. Yeah. I guess we just have to do this now.
1: But we have to, like, give an introduction. Like, in- but
0: what? What? what is there to introduce? Like, we don't have a fun introduction.
1: Should
0: um- we scat for them?
1: <laughs> that sounded like the Nickelodeon theme song.
0: And what does that say about you?
1: <laughs> that I had a normal childhood. To 2 a.m. Thespian Thoughts,
0: the show where the two of us break down shows and try not to break down ourselves.
1: I'm Lucy Lakey, and
0: I'm Jordan Spina. And it's the first episode,
1: it's the first episode <laughs> immediately logs off.
0: <laughs> like, not this. I think before we start, we should like explain what this thing is that we're doing.
1: Yeah, I think that would be that would be pretty helpful for not only them but us as well.
0: Yeah, we need some clarification. Um, hi. We're a theater podcast. If that's a problem, <laughs> you should probably just stop listening right now because it it gets... It's going to
1: get worse. <laughs> yes.
0: Basically, we're releasing a new episode every week mm-hmm. as of now. Um, yeah. It's up for debate as to whether we will be able to continue that. <laughs> um, so
1: do not hold high hopes for us because we're both...
0: We're both, we, we just transcend words. There's really no way to describe us, actually. Um, yeah, that's But true. every month, we're going to have a new theme.
1: Mm-hmm. And the
0: things we talk about will fit in a said theme. And every okay. month, the first week, we'll talk about a play. The second week, we'll talk about a musical. The third week, we'll have on a guest. <gasps> and we'll do so- something fun with that. And the fourth week... Is what we're calling Game Week. Game week. Where we play games. It relates to theater.
1: Because what else can we do with our fourth week? So many
0: things. So many things and we didn't do them. <laughs>
1: so many. I really need to, like, stop swearing in this instance.
0: Yeah, Lucy keeps swearing and we keep having to cut it out. So.
1: I'll just have random gaps, like, put in.
0: What if every time you swear instead of, like, a bleep, it's like, like, I don't know audrey mcdonald's screaming or something
1: that'd be good oh that's how that's how audrey no i'll put that and i'll be like yeah that's audrey mcdonald's
0: didn't you know (laughs) doesn't it sound like her um awesome well it's january it's january
1: Uh, 2021
0: oh my gosh 2021 finally hindsight really is twenty twenty. Think about it.
1: Whoa. Think about Whoa, it. Whoa. I'm thinking about it. I'm, th- I'm, yeah. Spina,
0: I'm thinking about it right now. I, I yep. Yep. <laughs> um, and since it's January,
1: mm-hmm.
0: our theme for this month is going to be drum roll. <laughs> Adaptations. Woo! So, hey, um so yeah all the plays and musicals that we talk about are going to be adapted from something that can be like books movies other musicals poems poems, operas comic strips video games used (laughs) car commercials egg beaters etc etc podcasts maybe there's a musical about a podcast
1: Or we are writing about a podcast musical, and this is actually um, our promo.
0: Oh my god, that would be a plot twist nobody wants.
1: Exactly. Um,
0: And Lucy Leahy, do you want to tell the people what we're talking about today? Specifically, what play?
1: Folks, it's a play. If you didn't pay attention, our first week, it's about plays. And our play that we have chosen is Shakespeare's R&J, and it is adapted from William Shakespeare's Romeo, and Juliet.
0: And, and so when we say Shakespeare's R&J, that's like literally the name we're not talking about. We're not talking about the play Romeo and Juliet. Like no. it's literally no. called
1: Shakespeare's R&J. Yeah.
0: Yes. And um, we thought it would be a good episode to start off on in adaptations because it's just like one of the most unique things I think I've read ever.
1: Yeah. And I feel like I feel like people listening to this podcast probably took um, Linton Comp freshman year.
0: <laughs> yeah, and had Romeo and Juliet shoved down their throats at some point, at least. So, yeah,
1: yeah. So you you know what this is about because also are yeah. multiple adaptations of Romeo and Juliet.
0: Hmm. Unfortunately, this one does not have Leonardo DiCaprio.
1: Sadly, and it doesn't have gnomes either.
0: Oh, that was. <laughs> <laughs> That's the moon right there. Yeah. I mean actually technically the author of the play, Joe Clarco,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, isn't even listed as the author. He's listed as adapted by Joe Clarko. So yeah. um most of his writing is actually like in the stage directions, which is kind of an interesting twist. But but whatever. Um
1: But whatever.
0: You don't care. You don't care.
1: Yeah, why are we even doing this? Us breaking down on the first episode. How true to brand.
0: It just gets worse.
1: It just gets oh. worse. Just
0: God. Where should we start?
1: <laughs> should we give a rundown of just Romeo and Juliet, just in case people didn't have to write an essay about Romeo and Juliet? Um, I mean, does
0: anyone need that?
1: I don't really think so. I mean,. If you want some references, you can go look at West Side Story, Romeo and Juliet, apparently Lion King 2, and also apparently no. Rock 2, the final jam.
0: <laughs> Lion King is not Romeo and Juliet.
1: No, Lion King 2.
0: Oh. Oh. Oh, God.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, oh. That's. <laughs> yeah, this is. I mean, or you can just watch Leonardo DiCaprio. Or a guy who just looks like Zac Efron.
0: <sighs> Your references are not going to fly with everyone. <laughs> but for those that, that do understand, it's going to be very rewarding.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is.
0: Awesome. Well, yeah. Why don't you just give a rundown of Romeo and Juliet?
1: Okay. So, like, it's a tragic love story where Romeo and Juliet, the two main characters, are supposed to be sworn enemies. Whoa. But they fall in love. Um, their families hate each other. That's bad. They can't be together. And because they can't be together, um, they really go back crazy. <laughs> and um and yeah. they kill themselves.
0: And that's one of the things that I mean Kalarco said he wanted to emphasize in this play is that, you know, usually the story's all romanticized
1: mm-hmm. and they
0: never seem to catch that like they literally go insane.
1: Oh, literally.
0: Like, they're literally teens and they're literally going insane. Literally. And he he said, he just said, like, oh, well, I have, I pulled, I have a quote. I have a quote, everyone. Oh, quote. These are his words. He said, I uh, had just never seen a production of the play or any film version where the relationship didn't come off as as being incredibly sweet. And I've never thought of the relationship as sweet. So those interpretations never made sense to me. I've always seen the two of them as rather mad, so he was trying to find a way to set the play in a setting that like raises the stakes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And what better way to make it raise the stakes than um, <laughs> what he did? Should we just say what the play is? Can I tell? the Can I tell, now? Can I give them the rundown of this play?
1: Yeah. We also, it's yes. funny that he says that because from my memory of freshman year um so so far ago so so far so long ago um i remember I remember our teachers being like they are a flame flame it's dangerous it goes out like that flame means angry and passion and like that's all they were talking about it was never anything about like sweet love they're always like it's intense and painful i'm like who hurt you
0: well, yeah, I mean, they, they were, were right. right. It is very intense. They it happens like over a weekend. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like everything removes really. It happens within like a few days, wow. and like I don't know how Such like teenagers. five people die, six people die, six, yeah, <laughs> whatever.
1: That's fine.
0: Rip. Um, but this play, it um, it is set entirely in one like classroom and the cast is for Catholic schoolboys. And the premise is basically that they are this obviously isn't true for all Catholic schools, but in this one, which Kalarka basically said that he envisioned that the school is run by Nazi like
1: figures. Mm, aren't they all I'm Catholic, I can say this. It's fine.
0: I don't think you can.
1: <laughs> no, I get a pass. It's fine.
0: I, I don't okay. Um but he said he said Imagine the school run by Nazi-like, fig- Nazi-like figures. Punishment is swift if rules are broken. Death is possible.
1: Mm.
0: Even before they get to acting out and then falling into the situations of the play, the boys are on terribly dangerous ground. Okay. Um, so the premise is that they're not really allowed to read Romeo and Juliet for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And at the top of the show, they break out the copy and start like reading it. Mm-hmm. And as they read it, they become more and more like the characters mm-hmm. until it, like, gets dangerous. A little scary how, how like, immersed in the story they are. Yeah. So the text is almost all from the actual play. Mm-hmm. It's from Midsummer Night's Dream, which is kind of weird. <laughs> That's there. Um, it's
1: probably because they read it before, you know? Like, they probably have smuggled maybe. Shakespeare. Maybe. That's t- very... Like, just every single floorboard has a different Shakespeare play. Yeah, because they're yeah they're really good at like navigating through the text. Because I mean, like, well, of course it's a play. It's a play, but like, so. <laughs> but still, I was like, wow. Either it's like just showcasing how brilliant Shakespeare's text is, and being like, he put stage directions in the in the words, or, words, yeah. Or it's just like magically, these boys know how to how to translate Shakespeare.
0: I think it's the second one. I mean, it's all kind of like happening in their yeah. heads, so. I don't think it's really that, I think, I think, I don't think it's trying to make Shakespeare <sighs> look better because you can't.
1: Because he's a god.
0: He's the god of this podcast. He's the patron <laughs> saint of 2am thespian thoughts. That's not true. That would be Patty O'Pone. A lot of people think it's based on Dead Poet Society, but Kalarko said that it's really more like along the lines of The Crucible mm-hmm. or Lord of the Flies. It's kind of about how, like the hive mind
1: oh. and like kind of the danger of Oh, that makes sense. Oh my God, more high school literature. Lord of the Flies. I see you.
0: And the Crucible. Usually, oh, we did not get that. Yeah, you're uh, right.
1: You're. Right. Oh my God. Look at this. We're being so well educated.
0: Did you know cause... that Kristen Bell was on in the Crucible on Broadway? <laughs>
1: she was.
0: Kristen Bell was in the Crucible. Yeah.
1: I really want to see that.
0: I kind of do, but I'm scared of what. Have how I'll see the good place
1: after yeah, that. Yeah, or just like you'll hear Frozen and just- Woody Proctor! <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, where, where do we go from here? How do we start?
0: Oh, well, can I, can I, t- can I tell the folks about the production? Yes. Like the history of Go it? ahead. So again, Joe Calarco wrote slash adapted this play. Um, he also directed the original production- Which is very on brand for him because he is, in fact, most notably, a famous director. One can imagine maybe he was just putting on a production of Romeo and Juliet. And like all people who put on productions of Romeo and Juliet, trying to put their own twist on it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he ended up saying, I could write this. (laughs) So not mm, much is known about the show, or at least I couldn't find very much. But it ran for about a year. Mm -hmm. Off-Broadway at the John Houseman Theater. Opened on March 3rd,
1: 1998.
0: Mm-hmm. And it closed on January 3rd, 1999, after 385 performances. Oh, wow. There's that. Clarko says, like, this had nothing to do with the play, but it's interesting to note that in 1996, just two years, like, before it opened, Clinton signed the Defense of Marriage Act.
1: Oh.
0: It, again, it's supposedly not related, but it does. I think a lot of the audience members saw it differently mm-hmm. after passed In the original cast was so. Again, this is just four boys. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm not. I, I, I'm not gonna name them all, but <laughs> a bunch of them went on to Broadway. Some of them didn't, but <laughs> no, notable names are Danny Gerwin was in this. Oh, yeah, from Little Women, You're in Town, mm-hmm. etc. There were also two understudies. And one of them was Caesar Samoya from Come From Away. Huh. Also, I wanna know what how like if you're an understudy, did you have to learn everything all that Shakespeare?
1: Gosh, because literally there's nothing else. So
0: there was that. Um the production won clarco
1: mm-hmm.
0: the Lucille Lortel Award, mm-hmm. which is a very big deal. Yeah. Um and he also directed various versions of the play later on in Chicago, Washington. London, Tokyo, Um, and the show was eventually revived at Signature Theatre in Virginia, Um, which, interestingly, Kalarko is currently the, um, yeah, no, he's the resident director of Signature Theatre, the director of New Works, too. Oh. And Signature Theatre won a Tony, so there's that. But yeah, and apparently the show was rewritten for the Signature Theatre run, like, changed a little. I think the ending was a little more graphic,
1: uh, um, but she said,
0: with football players proudly pronouncing their homophobia and students still hanging themselves in playgrounds, and with some people around me struggling with sexual identity crises, I felt I had to take a look at the final image of the show and accept a certain amount of responsibility for what the image was saying. So I don't know what it was, but we all know that in the end, Romeo and Juliet. Die. Yeah, do themselves in, so.
1: <laughs> wow, wait, spoiler alert. Oh, my gosh. Ah, Spoiler. <laughs> trigger warning. Ah, my life's ruined. How can I yes. go on now knowing that Romeo and Juliet die?
0: Have you ever thought about how we put trigger warnings in front of everything, and yet when we read Romeo and Juliet in, like, at age 12, the teachers are never like, by the way, suicide is involved in this. And people die.
1: Wow. Thanks a lot, teachers.
0: Anyway, oh, reviews. Everyone, this is a trend. I like to read reviews to the public. Yeah. These are reviews.
1: So you can skip this part and then, like, rejoin.
0: Yeah, fast forward. (laughs) We'll give you a timestamp. (laughs) Basically, everyone was raving about it because it is a brilliant show. Mm -hmm. Um, But some interesting things, and the Washington Post said this, and I think it's a good thing to bring up, is – They said, even the appropriating of female roles to male actors is no innovation. Shakespeare did it, and so, for that matter, did the Shakespeare Theatre Company a few years ago. The difference is how Calarco explores, in the saga of lovers whose passion upsets the social order, a sleek modern parallel. I think that's kind of funny to to think about, that Like this was radical for an all-male cast Mm
1: -hmm.
0: to do the show. But back when Shakespeare originally put it on, it would have been radical have a woman in the cast because they all were men yeah also i wonder like definitely progressive show but do we have room for another show that has zero women in it
1: Uh, that's a really good question
0: well okay the washington post dude went on to say the transformation this she's talking about the um, adaptations like twists Uh Um, the transformation did not sit well with a small minority of theatergoers at the performance I attended. Some nodded off quickly as the actors started speaking in verse and they skedaddled off the intermission. Was this because even though Signature Theater hosted an Israeli production of Hamlet several years ago, they were not accustomed to classical theater there? Or could it have been the copious amount of man-to-man smooching that sent some fleeting? Mm.
1: Also, this isn't like a gay show. Like that's what color. You no, know,
0: and they're very clear about that. Yeah. Um Clarko said like if he doesn't want it to be about as he says, homoeroticism.
1: Mm-hmm. Um
0: that is just the the goal is really just to expose how like um that oh! crazy the original <laughs> Romeo and Juliet is.
1: Yes, exactly, yeah.
0: exactly. Oh, and we haven't even talked about him. About him? Joe Calarco. Oh. The author.
1: Oh. <laughs> how embarrassing. Well, you kind of touched on how he was, like, known yeah,
0: as... Yeah, he's the rest mm-hmm. director. He's directed a lot of off-Broadway stuff. Mm-hmm. Won an absolutely bonkers amount of awards for it. And he's written a few things, but he's also directed at, like, Shakespeare's Globe mm-hmm. and Goodspeed mm-hmm. and all these amazing regional theaters. He also did an, an adaptation of A Midsummer Night's Dream and Antigone. Oh. So very, like... This seems to be a trend.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: What do we do now? We should talk about the thing that we said we were going to talk about, right? Yeah. Or would that be weird?
1: No, we should talk about the thing that we were talking about. So we can talk about the thing that we've been saying that we were going to talk about. You know? Yeah. Uh Okay. So, I mean, I feel like everyone knows this, but there are, like, the seven deadly sins. So there is lust, gluttony, greed, sloth, envy, pride, and wrath. And at the beginning of this play, it makes clear that these are Catholic schoolboys. And I was like, okay, so why wouldn't they be able to read Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet? And then I started thinking. Nazis. (laughs) Nazis. (sighs) Exactly. No, I was like, okay, so the predominant sin in Romeo and Juliet is lust. But there are many different Mm -hmm. forms of the seven, seven deadly sins inside of Romeo and Juliet cuz lust is intense longing gluttony is of uh, overindulgence or overconsumption greed is desire of material possessions sloth is absence of interest envy resent towards the trials or possessions of someone else pride is crump- corrupt selfishness and wrath is uncontrolled feelings of anger rage and hatred um and so it starts off with them going to confession the four boys except Student number one. They're all named student one, two, three, four, by the way. I feel like we should address that. They don't actually have names.
0: And while we're on that, can I just say one thing about the students? Oh, yeah. So they all play multiple characters Mm -hmm. from Romeo and Juliet because there are only four of them and like 20 of the others. Um, So student one plays Romeo and others. Mm -hmm. Student two plays Juliet, Benvolio, Friar John and others. Mm-hmm. Student three plays Mercutio, Friar Lawrence, Lady Capulet, and others. Mm-hmm. And student four plays Tybalt, Nurse, Balthazar, and others. Sorry.
1: No. just Great.
0: That might be important.
1: Yes. And also, like, because, I didn't even think about this, because of, like, um, Calarco being, like, Nazi. <laughs> um, well, he
0: doesn't mean they're literally no, Nazis. No, 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 he doesn't no, no, like no, Nazi-like figures.
1: No. no, but, like, um by calling them like student one student two student three student four i feel like there's like a dehumanization
0: it could also be because it would be weird to say like jason as juliet
1: (laughs) yeah yeah um but i just thought it was interesting um yeah
0: no it is i was wondering the same thing
1: yeah but then the students um so they're confessing except for student one who plays romeo and he is actually writing into his composition journal and it's like a confession of love in a way. And I was like, oh, is this like a lust almost kind of thing, which parallels to Romeo and Juliet. And then, I don't know. I was like, okay, that's already like integration of one of the seven deadly sins. And then as it progresses, um, like wrath is very prominent in Romeo and Juliet because like the feud and um, and Clarko, like, you, like we have been saying, really wanted to shine a light on the intensity and aggression. (laughs) I don't know what to say, like the right word. Yeah. And so he emphasizes these sins that are embedded into Romeo and Juliet that obviously like people of holy nature would not want teenage boys to like read. That kind mm-hmm. of plays into them not being able to read Shakespeare because he does play a lot with the Seven Deadly Sins within his play. Imagine a
0: school forbidding someone for reading Shakespeare.
1: That is so crazy to me. <laughs> but, like, that's my, like, that's what I kind of connected to this because I was like, that's yeah. the only thing that makes sense to me.
0: Very conspiracy theory. Yeah. Well, okay. So, as you said, the show, this is kind of a breakdown of the plot a little bit as far as the the, like, show within a show goes.
1: Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, It begins with almost, like, a montage
1: Mm
0: -hmm. of, like, the oppressive school that these boys are operating under. Like, they're reciting Bible verses, reciting, like, the laws of physics, Mm -hmm. reciting some really, like, misogynistic Mm -hmm. writings about how it's, like, the man's duty to run the household and the woman's duty to be submissive. Yep. And these, like, things that they're saying, like, start to echo... Later on in the play, as they um, dive into the world of Verona. Um,
1: Verona,
0: yeah. But as you said, student one starts writing in his journal. He also then starts reciting Puck's final verse from *Midsummer*, yeah. um, like that. Now we frolic <laughs> one. Uh, but anyway, the students break out the book. It's wrapped in this red cloth. Mm-hmm which basically is the only prop in the play, yeah. which is brilliant, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about that later. Um, and they start reading, and they're kind of nervous at first, like they're hot-potatoing the book. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a, they're all excited and, and just skittish, but then as they start reading, they become more and more like the characters. Mm-hmm. And my favorite, one of my favorite parts is when student uh, three and four are playing Lady Capulet and the nurse Mm -hmm. and they're like joking because they're like we're women and then student two enters as juliet and he's completely serious Mm -hmm. and they're so confused um and then from there it all just kind of meshes together um then as romeo and juliet start to meet and showing intimacy student three and four become very uncomfortable mm-hmm. and you start to sense that there might be like a little bit of a little bit of prejudice there. Dun,
1: dun, dun. Um,
0: but yeah. Mm-hmm. And then again, like the vision ends, they're flung back into class yeah. Like, at the, and then that's intermission, but they like tear off their jackets. They throw away the book. Yeah. And after a moment of confusion of like, what do we do? They just start Going through the second half of the play, um, and it's like coming from them. And they're like, finally, they cannot see where the real world ends and where the world of the play begins. But yeah, it's very unnerving.
1: Yeah.
0: But after like, Ju- they make it through Juliet's death, and then the school bell rings, mm-hmm. and they're thrown back into their Latin Bible verse montage <laughs> thing, and it ends with student one. Finishing out Puck's monologue from before, <laughs> in case you forgot, and um trying to get his classmates to join in with him, but they don't, they leave mm-hmm. and he cleans up. And his final lines are I dreamt a dream. I dreamt, I dreamt, I dreamt.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, sorry. No. Just in case we didn't hit you over the head with plot yeah. and exposition already.
1: Okay. Yeah, I mean, every, <laughs> everything that we read is confusing, and then the way we describe it is even more confusing. So
0: this is not a coherency podcast, everyone. No, 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 this.
1: No 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no.
0: This is the podcast where you listen to two tired thespians <laughs> on their last legs. <laughs> Trying to make it through.
1: Seriously. Oh my god. Um, okay. Also, just more of like, I don't know, parallels that I picked up on. Uh-huh. Where, um, because hashtag homosexuality, even though Clarko did not want to make this story about homosexuality. Um,
0: well, about purely homosexuality. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But like, Catholic school, only boys Catholic school. And like, traditionally, <laughs> it's supposed to be done by an all-male cast. But like... Sometimes Catholics don't really like that.
0: <laughs> well, that's the whole reason that it's like, you know, the stakes are raised. Because, yeah. you know, when one, one and two kiss, it's very taboo. Kind of crazy. It's it's very, like, it's intense. It's intense. It is charged. Um, everyone should read this because it's just like, it's a very unique experience. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess, you know, most, it, you really have to, it's one of the things that you really have to dive deep in mm-hmm. my oh my honors lit teacher last year i think this is what she wrote her thesis on in college wow because it's like that it's that
1: <laughs> what a nerd
0: <laughs> what a nerd she also was on broadway so <laughs> let's be real
1: she listens to this podcast she writes a terrible review she's like i hate it here, I hate it
0: here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay well here's here's another thing here's another thing All right. Clarco, and he has a very lengthy, like, author's note oh, yeah. before the thing, and it's very interesting.
1: Three pages.
0: It is three pages, <laughs> three pages, and I. But I was reading, and I was like, "This is all very important." Uh, said he wants the actors need to know that they're not doing Romeo and Juliet. They are doing Shakespeare's R and J, which is like the reason for the different name.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Very confusing when you say like, "What's your favorite play?" Shakespeare's R and J. Oh, Romeo and Juliet. No, no Shakespeare's R and J. When they so in Act One before they kind of become like the hive mind mm-hmm. they they say the they're like scene act one scene four mm-hmm. and said city wanted to be like they're saying what their next game will be oh. and it, it adds like energy to the whole whole thing
1: i thought it was just like a quilter's moment <laughs> like log cabin every log in my house for those who haven't seen filters, I'm so sorry.
0: <laughs> Spanked baby. Oh. Yeah, no one, literally no one has seen filters. Um.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Also, I find it interesting because there's only like they only have one copy, and so earlier I was like, oh, mm-hmm. in his text he puts a lot of his stage directions yeah. about writing the stage directions.
0: Why don't you give the people a history lesson on why Shakespeare, like, oh, the because whole idea of Shakespeare?
1: Why would awesome. he write multiple copies? There wasn't, like, um, there wasn't a printer. <laughs> there wasn't a copy machine. You can't just, like, make copious amounts. And he probably didn't have that right. much paper. And they only had their lines on little pieces of paper and like, their queue right before it. Um, and that was all they had.
0: <laughs> yeah. And there was, like, a call sheet. Like oh, in the yeah. wings, like scene one like this is his yeah. son. The, on
1: the they, they did not know. They they had they were in multiple plays at the same time, let's be honest. They were, yeah. yeah. And it
0: would only run for like one day.
1: Yeah. I memorized all this for one show.
0: Yeah. And it was as you said, it was all men playing women. But in this one, Kalarko said he did not want them to be boys playing women Mm -hmm. after they get over like their initial embarrassment about playing Mm -hmm. women. They just play them as straight as straight characters. Yeah. Um, And he said he was amazed by how strong the women, the women in this play are.
1: Period. Oh, also wait, because we talked about how like they, you mentioned how they take off like their sweaters and they like push away their books and stuff when they get really into the play. And I, I just find it quirky how, um, they they took the play from the floorboard, and then they put all of their clothes and stuff, like, in there. Not all of their clothes, but, like, their sweaters and such. <laughs> kind of ripped off. Oh, <laughs> yeah, <crap. laughs> they did this entire play naked, guys. You should really see it.
0: Um Just the second half. Oh, my God. Just,
1: just the second half. But, like, it just also... It does
0: get a little, a little naughty at certain points. They do... <laughs>
1: um, uh, but it's just interesting, because, like, that constant wanting to pull away from the school that they're stuck in, and like even yeah. at the end of the play, um, is it student one who like tries to bite off of his um, logo logo yeah. emblem, yeah. the school emblem.
0: emblem? Yeah. Well, it's all, it's not, like he literally describes it as like they're tearing off their sec, their like their skin. Yeah, yeah. That's another thing to mention. There are no costumes. That's their schoolboy uniforms. No <laughs> set really. Um. Minimal, minimal sound, minimal lighting, and only one prop, which is the, the piece red of red fabric, fabric, fabric that the book was wrapped in. Mm-hmm. And it literally becomes like, it becomes Everything. a knife, blood-stained clothes, a bed. It's mm-hmm. brilliant. Yeah. Oh, can I, can, I, can I read a quote from the book?
1: No, you filthy
0: horse. Oh! <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So most quotes that we have today are like the stage directions. Because again, yeah. Clarco did not write Romeo and Juliet.
1: <laughs> no, he did not.
0: So this is when Juliet drinks the sleeping potion. Mm-hmm. Clarko describes it as, Student one pulls his end of the fabric quickly in the air. All, all students take a breath in. On the four subsequent exhalations, student two slides down the fabric and falls to the ground until he lies unconscious. Student three, student four, and student one lower themselves to a sleeping position on the next two exhalations and hiss to silence. So that's like an example, and it's not exactly literal. Like they're not like trying to drink from the fabric, (laughs) but they do use it in like a very, just a theatrical way. Just a theatrical way. The knife, they like wrap it around their arm and pull out the end so Mm -hmm. it's like taut. Yeah. They use it to show like tension between relationships. It's insane.
1: Yeah. It's insane. There's a duel. They do like a little tug of war and such. So fun. Yeah.
0: And then like it becomes the bloodstained clothes of Tybalt. Yeah. Oh,
1: Tybalt.
0: Spoiler alert Tybalt (laughs)
1: dies. Oh my God. Oh my God. All the spoilers. Um, Also, I find it interesting how um, Calarco also implements moments where the boys are still reading this play for the first time. Like Mm -hmm. when Lady Capulet tells, or is it Lord Capulet, that tells Juliet that she's going to be married to Count Paris. Yeah.
0: Paris is not present here. Paris isn't even mentioned. (laughs) Which is great because Paris is annoying.
1: Yeah. Except the Paul Red one, but it's fine. Um, Paul
0: Rudd wants annoying too. I'll say it.
1: Huh?
0: Paris is just an annoying character.
1: You just lost all of our listeners.
0: <laughs> Nothing against Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd's great. He
1: is. Um, but the, when he's when they're like having fun, they're having like horseplay, as Calarco says, and then um, I hate that. And <laughs> Lord Capulet tells Juliet that she's going to marry Paris, and the horseplay immediately stops. Student two, aka Juliet, grabs the script and looks at at the text, disbelieving he slams the book shut. And like, yeah. I kind of just like, oh, I'm done. Oh no, 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 no.
0: <sighs> not this, not this.
1: That's incorrect.
0: It's the arranged marriage for me.
1: <laughs> oh, it's the suicide for me. Um,
0: oh, okay. Yep, oh. Jumping ahead, I guess. <laughs> uh, also, this is interesting. The actors in the original production. So, I mean, the actors all stay on stage the mm-hmm. entire time because that's just the yeah. nature of the show. They stayed on stage the entire intermission, too.
1: Oh. oh. <laughs> it's in the original
0: show. Sorry. Yeah, that. thank you. But that, that kind of marks the point where they enter They enter fantasy. Another thing that they really implement is, like, banging their desks.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's very, like, communal, like, energy thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's mentioned that the only time the banging is, like, recorded is during Tibolt and romeo's fight because Mm -hmm. that's like when they really get like too in the world to to know what's like reality
1: Mm -hmm. and And the
0: only sound effects are the rain during the yeah romeo and juliet uh, balcony scene
1: wait and also wait the woman's laugh does that actually happen i was confused
0: (laughs) no what
1: is it then what is that why is the woman laughing? What is happening? No
0: woman laughing. There's, There's no f- woman laughing.
1: Yes, there is. Find it. Find it? Page 20. Yeah. I wrote it down. Page 23. Um, oh, then I see Queen Mab hath been with you. The sound of a woman's laughter. Student three drops the book and the boys look around terrified. As the laughter subsides, student two points at the book. Student three picks it up and reads it, looking for an answer in the text to who this creature is that fallen into their midst.
0: Oh, my God. Wait, hold up your copy. Oh, I don't have.
1: Oh, that's awkward.
0: We have different copies. Uh... <laughs> I didn't read that. Okay, well, that's interesting. Yeah. That is fast. That's that's kind of eerie. Yeah. Oh, I love
1: that. Okay. Yeah. And um... continues, and I'm like, what? Because then it says, this demon that is now haunting them is clearly punishment for having broken the rules this night. Student three is memorized by the song slash voice. He reads from the book trying to convince the other she is not someone they need to be afraid of.
0: I don't have the stage directions. I'm jealous. That's
1: crazy, but I was like, okay, <laughs> what? Queen Mab.
0: Queen Mab.
1: Uh. <laughs> what a queen. Um, queen
0: also- Queen Mab.
1: Queen! <laughs> um, also, um, because you're talking about the the banging on the desks, um, uh. I feel like um, them marching also plays to that like collectiveness. Yeah. Yeah, and so throughout the play, um, student three and four come together to physically like pull them apart. Right. The tent, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. to show that like star-crossed lovers, <laughs> um, they shouldn't be together. This is a flame. This is dangerous. And it gets more and more forceful every time. Then the marching increases, and then it gets more, and the banging on the desks, and then, then pain. Spain without the S.
0: Yeah, it's very overwhelming. Oh, and you know what else? Another thing, another device that's very overwhelming.
1: Mm.
0: So, except for, so they're the characters designated for each student, right? Yeah. There are other characters that are not designated for each student, like the prince, Lord Capulet, Capula, the apothecary. The when those characters are on, all the students play them at the same time. Oh, yeah. So, like, when Lord Capulet is yelling at Juliet. Mm -hmm. It's all three students yelling at student two. Yeah. And it's very, it's very cool. Like they all, they, they like blend into each other's lines. They say it at the same time. They're like this, like three-headed monster.
1: Yeah. It's fascinating.
0: I just feel like before we go on, I need to mention, they do not read the entire play.
1: Oh, they do not.
0: This is like snippets of it. Yeah. Um, just the important bits. So if you think this is like a three hour, four person show, it is not. It is a near 75 pages.
1: Yeah.
0: It's still coherent.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But like, if someone says in the text, I wonder what Romeo's doing,
1: mm-hmm.
0: instead of answering, they just like cut to Romeo. Like, yeah. it's very concise.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's put together really well. I mean, my, my note was just something really dumb where I just realized that instead of Capulet, I put capsules.
0: <laughs> so oh, nice.
1: So that's really fun. Thank God I know that, like, it's Capulet and not capsules because this entire time I've been reading capsules.
0: That would have been so embarrassing for you.
1: So embarrassing. So yeah, embarrassing.
0: Also, the interactions between students kind of become the interactions between characters become the interactions between the students that's sort of where the reality kind of blends in so like
1: mm-hmm.
0: when Lady Ca- there's that famous scene where Lady Capulet is talking to Juliet, and she's like go away nurse mm-hmm. and then she's like this is awkward come back nurse <laughs> now it's, it's student three can't talk to student two mm-hmm. so he says come back student four it's um yeah I don't know where I was going with that
1: I don't know but I liked it it was really cool
0: Do you think this is like a question? Do you think it would make any sense to someone watching? Because it's already kind of confusing, right? Uh They switch between characters. I wonder. I mean, obviously, made sense because it was critically acclaimed and people said it made sense. But I wonder how they did that. Because these students like switch between characters very like rapidly and fluidly with no reason.
1: It's probably like physicality and possibly like vocal inflection. So like, but they didn't
0: do, like, they didn't, like, raise their voice for women and stuff. It's just...
1: Yeah.
0: It just, is like, a mm-hmm. commendable that the actors were able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. hmm I don't know.
1: Because you have to be able to separate them.
0: Yeah. Here's a good, okay, here's a good closing question. I mm-hmm. ready for my closing question?
1: I'm ready for your closing question.
0: This is, after all, a month of adaptations, is okay. it not?
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Yes. Yeah.
0: Do you think, okay, so Calarco was referred to like back and forth, a writer adapted by. Mm
1: -hmm. Do
0: you think he wrote it or adapted
1: it? Oh. I think he adapted it because when you think about it, because when you think about it, like, none of his words are really being said except for maybe a couple, but they're like, um, like you're saying, like the laws of Physics or like Latin, and it's only like, yeah. I don't
0: think he even wrote those.
1: Yeah, like, and it's just like small snippets, and um, and a lot of what he does is not said. It's more so like embedded because, like, well, saying... but so
0: he wrote the stage tractions though.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So does that count? I don't know. I don't. I don't... I'm not saying it's not brilliant. Like it's brilliant.
1: Yeah, it's brilliant.
0: I, definitely. I mean, he wrote it. To be clear, he wrote it. Yeah, but like. I think you're right, he did adapt. It's just an interesting thing.
1: Yeah. But
0: it's 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 wholly original. It's yeah. definitely very different from the
1: Shakespeare and there, play. And there's such specific lines, like um I don't remember where this happens, but it's literally like lisps into it. And I was like, yeah. what? I was like, that's so specific. Go, like, transitioning from lines, like, lisps.
0: Well, also, I mean, the feat of giving the entire play and choosing what's important and oh. making it make sense. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't even really, like, pick parts of a monologue. Like, mm-hmm. if something at the top of the monologue is important and something at the bottom of the monologue important, he does the entire thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's just, it's like, it, I cannot imagine how hard it was to mm-hmm. write this thing and make it interesting and then direct it and win a Lortel award. <laughs> yeah. Congrats, Joe.
1: Woo. And then should we like wrap up like the ending of of the play? Sure. So the ending, um, I th- I believe this is right after um, Juliet was told or student two was told that yeah. they were to be married to Paris. And, oh, so this isn't even, like, the ending ending, but, like...
0: Oh, it's not ending.
1: No. Um, so, but also, I will go into the ending through this, but... Uh, okay. So, student one and four start marching, then three join them to form a clump um, as, as Lord Capulet and pushes student two to the ground, a.k.a. Juliet. Uh-huh. And then they start to undo student two's pants and, like, pull them down, leaving him in his boxers and taunt him. Student three and four start punching student two... And student one is horrified and steps away. Then student three and four continue like and start kicking student two. And then finally, like student four steps away and it's just student three. And um, he just completely just goes ballistic on student two. And then they realize what they've done. They go to student two who can barely get up and they help him up. They put his pants back up and then they say, is there no pity sitting in the clouds that sees into the bottom of my grief? So, yeah. 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 Okay,
0: funny story.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We have different versions. Mine does not have that.
1: That's great. So I
0: think, what I think is yours is the original and mine is the one that he did for the Virginia revival. That's more tame. Because mine does not have that. They just oh yell. God. Oh, that makes so much more sense when you think about that scene
1: mm-hmm. where student
0: three and four were like refusing to watch student one and two kiss
1: exactly, exactly, and then crazy. Uh, and then after this, student three like refuses to continue, but then is like, fine, I'll do it. And then student four begins to start to refuse to continue, but then, like, then ultimately has to do it because they want to know how this ends because uh-huh. they don't know that they die. And then, mm-hmm. and then after the play is done um they they grab their books because like the bell's ringing they put it on their uh, clothes they aggressively throw a book on the floor like that's that's the stage direction um nice and they all feel <laughs> suffocated as they put their uniforms back on um like i said student 1 tries to take the emblem off and eventually does um i, said, I don't even have that wow and the stage direction is like um and he feels like he's ready to break free from prison and then mm-hmm. he takes the fabric. He takes the red fabric. Is that the book? That just I'm takes saying? it? Yeah, he just, it just says, the fa- like, he takes the fabric. I was like, oh, Got wow. It. I was like, he said, this is mine. That
0: is, so, that is so interesting that we have different versions.
1: Yeah, as you can tell, we really prepared
0: that So we were talking about this. We were talking about this uh-huh. revision. Now I see why. That is very graphic. <laughs> okay, awesome.
1: Was there anything else that we needed to add? Because I already said all I need to say.
0: I said all I need to say. I said all I want to say. I said okay. That's all I'm going to say. All I'll say is everyone should read this. Yeah. Um, Shakespeare's R&J, Joe Colargo. Hope we've been saying that name right.
1: <laughs> I just follow you because I don't know how to pronounce names. so That's why I didn't say it at the beginning. Yeah, well,
0: that's gotten us. In some sticky situations. Sticky
1: before. situations. If you guys didn't know, we also filmed these out of order. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's just like our ninth, our ninth one. Yeah. Um but you're listening to it first. Wow. Very exciting. So continue exciting. to listen, please. We are begging you. <laughs>
1: please, I'll give you money.
0: Um thank you. Well, thank you for making all the way through if you did. Yeah. Um Adaptation Month, we're talking about a musical Musicals, actually, next oh, week. Yeah musical um and then we're gonna have a special guest
1: Mm -hmm. and
0: then a game yeah
1: yeah, and then it's
0: on the february
1: that's february my birth month will the world
0: still be a mess in february who's to say
1: probably
0: listen y'all we have an instagram yes we do um i forget what it is what is it (laughs)
1: um it's it's called 2 a.m Fest. thespian thoughts <laughs> wait wait i'm looking at it right now just so i can we, get it guys
0: we forget this every single time
1: every what single is- time it is yeah 2 a.m thespian thoughts
0: awesome and if you want to email us we are at podcast at gmail.com okay i'm jordan.spina
1: and i'm lucy.lakey
0: awesome now you cool. know them
1: now you and know. you
0: will never have to hear them again, but we will say them every single time.
1: Oh, every single so. time. <laughs> <laughs> every single and it
0: usually time. will take much longer. Um, yeah, thank you for listening.
1: Yeah, thanks. Um, have, have, have a good night. Bye.
0: Night? It's 2 a.m. What are you talking about?